Geek Shock. Me? 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 You can't hear me? Now I can hear you. Mine? Mine? It's me. Mine? Mine? Jeff. Me. Oh, you. I gotta be me. Oh, you are 53. Doing the GoFundMe, we got some Patreon feedback. Yes. Ah, yes. Yes, I know. That's part of what we'll talk about after the show. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. You guys can't listen in. But know that we're talking. Yeah. That's a big ups, right? That's big ups. So well, I spent a bunch of the day today. Oh, it's all about Andy. You, you Holy know what, fuck. You right know into what, it. You know Let me go get a water. Yeah, Hold you, on. I'll be right back. Why am I even here? <laughs> why, I'll be... why don't you just bring it all in? Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock to oh, 495. Shit. Oh, shit. Let me get my... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I honestly thought that was off the mic. I thought, I mean, I thought we, I knew you were recording, but I thought you weren't going to start until after we started babbling some more. Wow. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Out of breath, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you only moved five feet, two well, and a half both towards he, the kitchen, and then fast. two and a half Well, back. he... Uh, we are men of girth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, not mine, all of us are mine, Midwest mine, Svelte. Men of well, girth though, is my meatloaf uh, oh, cover God. band <laughs> doing kiss. <laughs> I heard one wait, of that. Wait, wait, a meatloaf... No, cover ba- it's a kiss cover it's a band. Meat, it's a kiss but cover it, band. But it's all played by guys who are meatloaf impersonators. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, all right. What was the name For, of the band? <laughs> that's the Inception. Men of, of Girth. Men of Girth. Men of Girth. Oh, my. I've Very meta. Jeez. <laughs> Boy, Andy's going into meta meta cover band. That's now. a whole nother level, though. Yeah. I've got to give it to you on you, that you one. You don't Jesus. even use the term cover anymore. Well, it's just I was meta listen- band. <laughs> I was listening to... Um, I listened to the Roxy uh, uh, recording of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show this oh. week, which I I'd never listened to before. I didn't realize that uh, Meatloaf in the original Roxy recording plays both Eddie and Doctor Scott. Oh yes, it's a dual role because the characters don't appear together. Right. Now, now you that know. That was kind of cool. Just half the friggin' battle. <laughs> Holy fuck! Who cares? So Meatloaf Who was cares? fresh in my brain. Two shock oh, No, but it is an interesting thing. I, I saw a thing on Meatloaf, and they talked about him being... Okay. Never a Meatloaf fan. Never was a Meatloaf fan. I, I, I wasn't either, but I love rock documentaries, and this was a full-on documentary about him and Jim Steinman and the whole... Well, it's interesting hearing him do Dr. Scott, where he's not like... He's doing like a relatively regular voice. Trying to oh, remember what okay. the name of the documentary yeah, is. Yeah, the high but... pitched voice when he was bitch tits mm. in uh, Fight Club. <laughs> well, yes. I right. tell you what, when Bad Out of Hell 2, Back back to Hell came out. Back into Hell? Back into Hell came out. Yeah. I got big in the meatloaf. Did really? you? Really? Yeah. That that whole album, me and my roommate in college, and we we loved it so much that when we went to England, to Harlixton, and there was a talent contest. He did the uh, the Jim Steinman monologue. If you've heard the whole album of Back into Hell. Well, everyone's just heard it now because how you're starting to show God apparently. damn it, I, Daddy. I, I can't. I can't because it's a, it's a monologue. It's not a song. It's a whole monologue, man. Yeah. God damn it, Daddy. Yeah. The God damn it, Daddy. The I remember everything. I remember everything as if it were yesterday. This whole, this whole, it's almost the moment in The Doors, the end, where Jim Morrison is walking down the hall and is going to kill his father and fuck his mother. Except in this case, it is a rock and roll outsider that kills mommy and daddy with a guitar. 
Mm. And it's a long monologue, and he performed the thing in a Without, talent contest. And this is before there was internet, so he didn't pull up his phone to read it. Right. He had it memorized. Yes. Nice. He listened to it and memorized Goddamn it. Goddamn actors. Yeah. yeah. Memorizing yeah. monologues. But that's just it. He wasn't an actor. Really? Not at all. He just loved it so much. He had to perform that, and he creeped the shit out of everybody in that college. Wow. <laughs> because. I can't imagine why. Because very few people have heard the entire album of Bad Out of, out of Hell 2, Back into Hell. That's a classic monologue thing. It's, it's great. We used to listen to it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's fantastic. If you haven't heard it, it's a really kind of a left turn in that album. Yeah. And according to Jim Steinman, if you mix and match the songs between Bad Out of Hell 1 and 2, you have a full-fledged musical. Wow. Uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised with all of the Broadway taking pop culture pieces and creating musicals out of them that they haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah. you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Because Stop it. <laughs> what? Uh, That's so my job. Of, he's so what proud of the job. Does, my what job. Kind of band is that? <laughs> you have your thing. That's my thing. And, and Jim Steinman. <laughs> Jim Steinman wrote a musical. That's it's spilling him. Oh. Steinman wrote a musical with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, called Which, called uh, whistle down the wind, and it's terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because yes. Steinman wrote the lyrics and uh, Weber did the music, and it just doesn't mesh well. I, I'm mm. right now. I'm thinking of of the monologue set to Weber music. <laughs> yes, I will fuck you up so bad. No, no, no. I I want <clears throat> I want the the but rage fueled. I raised the guitar above my head well, and then my dad woke up and said, "Stop! What are you doing?" And then he states what kind of an expensive guitar. You've heard it before, Andy. I really haven't. No, no, no. You would recognize it if you've heard. It, it has been played at some point in your ears, in your uh your multitude of millennia of existence. You have heard it. But he he's like, I'll hear it after the show. What are you doing? And the 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 guy's like, Dad, you know I love you. But you've got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll. And then it then it goes into the next song, Crash Jam. Yeah. And it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful little bit. Yeah. See, see, Todd says he he kills him. I don't think he does. I think he does. I don't think so. I think he does. But anyway, brings that guitar this, right this, onto the bed. <laughs> is this the spinning top at the end of Memento? Here we got another uh, one of those going. <laughs> on. Memento? No, no that's, that's, that's the uh, that's a different one. You're that's right. the tattoo. No, yes. that, that's your Memento. Meta-band. Which you know, you mean there the were plenty top of at the end of its inception, right? There, yes. there were Walkmans that did recording back in those days. There's no reason why this guy had to do tattoos. Yeah, I'm sorry. it's a little extreme. Yeah. Jesus you know, Christ. I like I like Chris Nolan, but seriously, I like the Nolans. But you know what? No, it was a great movie. No, it was a good movie. I saw it with my parents. My parents were, they actually got fucked up by it. And a goddamn <laughs> annoying DVD. That was back really? back when DVDs had special menus with hidden things in them. Mm-hmm. So you you would have to go through every screen of the DVD menu yeah. and hi- try to highlight everything you could. Push the thing in every direction to see if it cursor moved to a picture or something. That used to be the Easter egg. Yes. That was an Easter egg. Not this whole, oh, did you see this little image in a corner of the screen during that one scene? Yeah. When people call that Easter eggs, I'm like, bitch, you don't know Easter <laughs> eggs. Doesn't, but Memento yeah. 
its DVD menu made you solve a goddamn puzzle to get to that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Jesus Christ, that was hard. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw rolls out onto the screen. You want to play? You want to watch a DVD? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen. What? Before we go into what geeky things you did, happy birthday, Kay. Uh, thank you. Last week. I'm yes, older, but week. not wiser. <laughs> I don't feel any different, except that, uh, well, Andy and I have been having far- heart, uh, Farts? fart of course. Fart fights today. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, and let me tell you something. When oh, Andy lets one rip in oh. one of these metal chairs oh, my. without the padding. Oh, it's my. an amplifier. There, <laughs> yeah. That, that really does... That's a sonic... Is that, mm. why, is that why Kit's outside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kit just came running through. And here I just thought it was my tuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't... It, wasn't <laughs> it was more like... <laughs> it's a suitable. Yeah. So... Uh, You're the THQ sign. Yeah. It was, you know, it's it's been an interesting week. Thank you. Interesting day, apparently. Everybody who um, who was able to participate in the GoFundMe I threw up, you have actually uh, saved much of the month of July. So that's really great, and, and it, I appreciate it. It's still it. up, right? Yes, it is. Um, I funded. I increased the limit because there's there's still expenses popping up after i posted that whole thing i found my registration thingy for my car for this month oh always so it's like oh okay yeah there's another expense of course so there's always there's always something Um, for you uh geek shock listeners who aren't a part of the facebook page uh there is a gofundme for kirsten on there and I know many of you have been talking about the Patreon. So for right now, in lieu of the Patreon, if you want to give a little something back to the show, consider contributing to Commander K's Geek Shock. Yeah. Um, Go find and, me. And actually, um, we talked, people have started talking about Patreon. I I do want to do something uh, in the future where if I have to do this again... I do it more in the context of people are paying for something. So I'm trying to figure out setting up a web page and what kind of a thing I would do where this sort of thing would be along those lines. Send in suggestions. So, uh, well, don't (laughs) get excited, Andy. I'm I'm all set to do this new show. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks, Jake. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe you do the nudes. I'm ready for artistic photography. I'm good. I'll, 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 I'll so take the pictures. So it's not a fart battle that they. You can, you can I hold, don't know. You can hold a pop in the right place, dude. You know, just, I will do a fart battle. It's Kirsten on cam and it's Andy a, walking by in the background, covered in Vaseline. Yeah. That's all it's gonna be. Wow. <laughs> you mean Tuesday? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, really. No, we'll no, send you I video can... of Tuesday. I'll folks. tell you exactly what it would be. Kirsten would be on cam at his computer talking about something serious, and Andy would come wandering by, half clothed, not realizing that that Kirsten is recording something. Uh, Andy would suddenly notice the cam and then go, Ooh, and then go running out of frame. Actually, it more and more like Andy would notice the cam and be like. You know, this reminded me, and he'll start telling a story, and it'll end with, "Did he do any impressions?" And Andy'll be like, "Nope." <laughs> Callback. I'm trying to do. I, I want to do something kind of writing related, so that's what I'm looking toward. So, 
I'm I'm still figuring out what I feel like I could contribute and what people would would be interested in uh, throwing a little a little bit of cash that way. So I'm still trying to work that out. Uh, I appreciate everybody's support and help. I am trust me, I am getting tired of of asking for the help. Um, so I do want to try to make something that's sort of like a a, a quid pro quo a, a a payment for something so i just got to figure out what i'm comfortable saying pay you know um, would you want to pay money for this <laughs> and it not be some andy fantasy of nude pictures it's not my fantasy it's jake's yeah just, that's true I'm, I'm just the artist although i don't know if it <laughs> <laughs> i see an opportunity i want that artistically. i want that I want that on your tombstone. <laughs> is this where Kirsten comes just up artist. to Andy and says, draw me like you draw your yeah. women? Draw me like you draw your Vegas caricatures, Andy. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, you boy. received something from oh, Elizabeth. Yes, I did. Uh, and there is an, an Amazon box here. Yes. So. Eh. Straight from Themyscira. Uh, look at that. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, I see a Funko. Yep. <gasps> dun, dun. Uh oh. Dun dun. Yeah. It's opening. Dun dun dun. dun oh my gosh. There's several fun Look at that. Ooh. Nice. Oh my gosh. It is a whole Jaws playset here. It is. The Jaws playset. It's the Indian. You know, I almost got you one of those last year when I was at Universal. I'm kind of glad I did. It's the Indianapolis scene without the shark. Oh my oh, goodness! That's a great. Yeah. Uh, that's the chumming scene because he's got the chum yeah, bucket there. So. Brody is uh, smoking and chumming. <laughs> Hooper has got his backpack. Hooper drives the boat. <laughs> Quint has got his harpoon gun. Oh my! Look at that. That's that's that is nice. great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. That uh, boy, oh boy. You got them out of order. Seven fifty-seven, fifty-five, fifty-six. Kirsten. Now there's the OCD oh, kicking man. in. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's medication for that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're missing some. You're missing some. Uh oh. There's a shark. Yeah. Yeah. There's two sharks. Oh yeah, the sharks. Somebody posted a. I, I think they m- might have. I think there's a shark with a boat too. Uh, might have done a mod because they posted a shark uh, getting Quint. Oh. So I think that might have been a mod because this one is a great white shark. And great white shark with diving tank in the mouth. Oh. Mm. I swear, I, I'm with you, Andy. I swear I've seen a pop boat of the orca with the jaws it's probably, shark. It's probably the movie scene. It uh, could be. The, the, the Funko movie scene. Uh, oh, could really? be. There's oh, a whole okay. other line. But was, yeah. I think it was just the boat and the shark, though. So I, I don't I don't. Because I got, I got one of um, Han shot first. So it's, it's you know. Oh, okay. I always say Guido. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's not, it's not Guido. It's not Guido. But, hey, hey, but why I'll, you gotta yeah. be shooting me? He don't cool they crank code Nakorska, motherfucker. We say Guido, Guido, and and they're like they're with the table and the can the cantina scene, right? Yeah. So I got that movie scene. Nice, but that's pretty cool. Gui- you writing down Guido? <laughs> Guido shot first. Yeah, I'm writing that Guido down. Shot <laughs> first. Guido shot first. There you go. Matt, you might have named an episode. No, I didn't. <laughs> this guy's going to say something. 
Well, just just see. I don't, I don't see the boat. He saw the he saw the Italian adaptation called The Star Wars. <laughs> hey, what are you New doing there? Hey, 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 hey! This is the this is a, this is the car that did the the, um, the parsec and the thing. You know. What do you mean mm. you never heard of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like All that. right, who's ready for some space wars? I'm in. <laughs> well, thank you very much, because that is that is awesome. Uh, use the force, Luke. You know, stretch out your feelings and stuff. <laughs> what am I, am I a droid? Do I amuse you? Yeah. I make job on an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I want C three PO. Don't that scene. <laughs> am, am, uh, I, see, am I a clown? Do, do I amuse you? <laughs> no, I three PO. I was just, I was just saying. Oh, I can see it now too. It's like <laughs> people, people, people. the mouth on you are too. <laughs> you believe what he just said just now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. What geeky things you do this week? Uh, okay, and I want to see Spider Man. You saw the Spider Man. I did so as much well. stuff I want to talk about, but yeah. I'm going to save it till next week. Yeah, next week. We'll I be can't even talk, talk about actors until next week. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Yeah, that makes two of well, us. Matt. We, we'll, we'll fuck you, up. Matt. We'll catch up. I saw Spider Man into the Spider Verse though. Yeah, on Netflix. That was excellent. God, that's yeah. such a good yeah. movie. That it was really excellent. is. It yeah. is. And apparently, there was a scene that that I don't know if it ever got recorded, but there was a planned scene for uh, Tobey Maguire, uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland, and um, uh, Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Oh, not, <laughs> wait, not, not, not the cat. <laughs> no. Where they would run yes, into. Yes, I wanted it. Oh my god! <laughs> I, Somebody make that meme. I'm sorry, Jeff. You can't let that go. It's just. Good. I want to see. I want to see. I hate Doctor Rock. <laughs> I what? Just, I hate Doctor yeah. Rock. Doctor oh. <laughs> <And> Mondays. <laughs> Oh my god, I just want to see that. But yeah, apparently oh. there was a scene in it originally planned for Into the Spider-Verse where they all make a, a cameo, just bas- basically a voice cameo, and say something like, hey kid, in the train station to the Miles Morales It would have been cool. It would have been really cool. So, overall, how would you rank this in the uh, pantheon of Ooh. Spider-Man movies? It's up there. It's, it's definitely, definitely it's one really of the best. Good. Pretty damn good. Okay. I mean... The better than Homecoming? I think it's better than Homecoming, yes. Yeah. I really I do. Think so. Yeah. Um, because you okay, got man. a lot more character development, plus... Um, it's not a poor guy down in his luck trying to make some money. No. He's I the mean, bad guy. <laughs> you know, it's kind Blue of Blue collar worker. You know, <laughs> the vulture. <laughs> I would say... I'm trying to think how to address it okay. without being spoilery. It, it, really has, is the, it really is the end of that... Phase yeah. four, three, whatever. Three. It three, has three, elements three, three. of Iron Man three with the PTSD of you know stuff that happened in Endgame, and then also the notion of a sixteen year old who got left behind and is now thrust back into the normal world and just wants to live a normal life but is not being allowed to. So it's okay. Um, I don't know. I I thought it was very well written. Um, they did an amazing job of. Actually, making Mysterio's costume look like it does on the comics, yes. and making it look kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it actually did look kind of that, cool. That's impressive. Because, and, and explaining it because I love yeah. that costume. Yeah, it's one of it's, my favorite Marvel costumes. He does have the the fishbowl on a lot of the movie. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I love it already, and I've seen it. And that's actually it. functional. Like the hel- it actually does something, not just yeah, the I, helmet. Yeah, it's hard to talk. I, about I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. But yeah, he doesn't want to say like too much. Next, next sort of week, the spoiler talk is going to be her. Yes. 
blinding. Andy right. is going to spoil oh, the so cool. shit out of it. Now, Jeff, you're not going to be here for that. Maybe. Maybe. I not. don't know. It's Jeff's birthday next week. Oh, yes. shit. We well, got to get him that. some. Yeah, yeah. Well, I may or may not guess. be going out of town. I'm not sure. Well, but, uh, go out of town. I hope that I can be here for the spoiler <laughs> talk, but... I also kind of hope that makes two of us go out of town. I get so to, <laughs> I get to, please go out of town. A mini vacay. <laughs> so what else to do this week? Since we really can't talk much about Spider-Man yet, I also saw the Sandlot yesterday um, for for the first flashback time? cinema. Okay, uh, oh, wow. the first time I've actually sat and saw the whole movie from beginning to end in a single sitting. Because I've seen bits and pieces over the years. It's like you with Goodfellas, Torgo, where you've never actually seen the movie all the way I, I through. I have never seen You Goodfellas. catch like bits and pieces That's of it and here Godfather. and there. Yeah. Yeah. I've never so, seen it. Um, Just Sandlot. bits. Yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was interesting seeing it all the way through. Um, I didn't love it, love it, but I thought it was a, a nice little snapshot of early 90s the, family cinema. The, the Beast doesn't age well. No, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. But it's a it's a fun little story. It's not too heavy. Um, it really is a family friendly movie. I mean, you can literally take kids of almost any age to see it. So why uh, why did you choose Sandlot? Just because uh, of the throwback? It's yeah, it's the flashback cinema. That was the episode. That was the the movie that was being played that week. And you know, like I said, I never actually got to see it all the way through. And I do like. Um, the little uh, intros that they do for the different flashback cinema movies. They talk a little bit about um, either the inception of the film or, you know, um, elements of the production of the film. So they, they talked about, you know, this one was set in the summer of 62. And, you know, this is, it was originally supposed to be in Southern California, which is where they kind of hint that it is, but they shot it in Utah uh, over a single summer. So it's a, it's, it's a really fascinating, like, slice of... You know, I guess you want to call it idealized Americana. Oh, yeah. So, which, which, by the way, did you want to go see Jurassic Park? Oh, I'm definitely seeing that one. next Sunday. Okay. Sunday. That is that is the Do you upcoming. Already have tickets. I don't have tickets yet. Uh oh. Okay. But yeah, then yeah, if you want to buy some, I'll I'll give you the cash. Okay. All right. Yeah, the next the next two movies in line for flashback cinema are Jurassic Park and uh, Back to the Future. Oh wow! Oh, so, wow! Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of neat because I haven't seen Jurassic Park since I saw it in the theater back in '93. Wow! Wow! And, well, I uh, saw it at a drive-in. Is it just on Sunday? Uh, or is it like Sunday and Wednesday? Sundays and Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Uh, usually at one o'clock and and six o'clock p.m. So Wednesday, this Wednesday is showing Sandlot, or it's showing yes, Jurassic Park. Yes, this Wednesday is showing Sandlot. Okay. And then Sunday, upcoming, and then the following Wednesday will be Jurassic Park. This is national, right? I um, was talking to the audience here. Flashback cinema is carried across the U.S., but it's dependent upon the theaters. Here in Las Vegas, it's only being shown at the um, uh, the Galaxy Theaters. There is a, I think they call it throwback cinema. That the Superior the, the Cinemark. Theater, by the way. The yeah. Cinemark theaters do, so right. it just it depends on because they have a whole different slew of uh, that's right movie. I think they call it actually movie classics now that I think about it at uh, the Cinemark theater chain. So, and I do believe that one is nationwide though. Okay, nationwide. Is I gotta on say, side. Jurassic Park yeah. has probably my favorite scene in all of movie cinema. The really, T Rex shit. 
the T the T Rex shit. Absolutely. <laughs> mm. No wait, Jim, that was a triceratops shit. Yes, I, I, I misspoke. No, no, the triceratops shit. Well, there is that, but don't they have to? Oh, is that another? That's another Jurassic Park when they go into the T Rex for the satellite phone. Oh yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so no, the T Rex scene from the original Jurassic Park. I worked in a movie theater <laughs> while that came out. And I took my break at the same time every day so I could watch that scene. It was a pretty day after scene. day. I would watch that scene. It's good. That with the lawyer getting eaten and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took him a long that. time to shoot that scene too. It shows. Well, those T Rexes are hard to work with. Well, they the, are. They're very temperamental. You just got a little put a little peanut butter on their jaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you ever see the behind the scenes footage on that, um, they had a giant. Um, T-Rex head that was on a crane like an arm uh, an armature <laughs> and had all these micro motors that would do the subtle yep. movements and stuff so they were blending that with the CG yeah. the problem is with the live action they had the the rain going yeah, and the it would foam so- skin was soaking it was soaking it up and as oh, it got heavier and heavier foam. and heavier the foam would make the the micro motors judder while sure. they were moving, so it didn't look natural. It wasn't oh, fluid. Yeah, you can't have so a twitchy they, T-Rex. So That's they right. had to basically stop the rain. And you feel bad for the poor stroke. Use towels <laughs> to soak up the water from the foam and then start it back up again. Meth head T-Rex. All, all his teeth are falling out. <laughs> right. Sort of like, uh, uh. T-Meth. Walter T-meth. White comes walking in. <laughs> you fucking steal from me. <laughs> what is also fascinating, I did. I Knocks learned this uh, just a few years ago. There are live action motion uh, moments of the uh, Velociraptors mm-hmm. that are not animatronic. They're actually a person in a costume oh, that okay. was speci- specifically built for the film. So there's well, actually like a the, person in there. They're these great costumes they use at some like the uh, science museums and yeah. stuff that people walk around and you it's, can see their legs, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, well, this one some, they're coated and they're wearing. I don't know. Black. Still ages well though. The, yeah. Oh they God. Did a the movie. Job. Yeah. yeah. The movie is. It's very, t- I mean, it's very early 90s in a lot of the way, in a lot of the way that it was shot, but it was also quite timeless in the way that the theming in there. It had that weird Spielbergian yeah. of its time, but also kind of timeless. Yeah. Right? Like E.T. Yeah. Is, is, boy, is that an 80s, fu- and that is Absolutely. 80s Spielberg. Uh, even better example is like Raiders. Right, that is just vintage, but it Raiders anybody can watch anytime. But it is it's one of the few perfect movies. Yeah, and but it is also seminally an '80s movie. Right, ah Spielberg. Yeah. So what else should do this weekend? At our game night that we had uh, a couple days ago. Everybody got to listen to their personal notifications. This is the, oh, the, this, yes. This is the D&D night? No, no this no. is this is uh, just a, a board game night. Oh. Paulette uh, and Matt with, with Lewis. You mean and, we had uh, yesterday? Maple Leaf. Yeah. A couple of Maybe days ago. Couple of days <laughs> you ago. mean yesterday? Maybe, what do you mean you got to well, your personal I, notices? Every few years, I re-figure out how to make personal ringtones and notifications. Because, of course, my old phone, it's it's... It's not straightforward, easy. You have to do a little bit of work. Um, so I figured it out again the other night, and I I actually assigned specific uh, tones based on personality. When he gets a text, he knows who it is by the sound. Exactly. Precisely. 
and if uh, somebody will grab out their phone, we can all do right. an example. Okay, okay. here I'll do know. I'll do mine. Yeah. I'll race you. <clears throat> well, all we right. can we can all chime in because everybody at this table has their own personal. Oh Jesus right. Christ! So here, yeah. we, here we go. Oh, here. I, I, do we really want to do yes. this? Uh, yes. All right. Yes. All right. So okay. So yes. Who's going first? I, it's coming in right now. Okay. It's so, a race. It's a race. Actually, you, can, you can try to guess. That's what I say. Well, I think I figured it out now, Matt. Coming in right now. <laughs> no, that's Andy. Andy won. <laughs> <laughs> Are these text notifications? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. It's not like 10 seconds of, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wonder who that is. <laughs> yes. But Jeff, did you do yours? Yeah. Yeah. But of course he did this with uh with Sometimes uh, it takes a second. Your phone can't handle all this awesome. That's what it is. Your phone can't handle the truth. He did it with Major Meh and Rumcake and Major Meh's <laughs> Vintage Andy talked right over it. I know, I know. <laughs> Yours said long short long story short, yes. <laughs> gotcha. You're still waiting for one? Uh, no, Andy, you're free to talk now. <laughs> you all don't know. If I ever go into a long, long story, if I ever say long story made long, you guys better just mm. hang it up and leave. Yeah, don't worry, dude. <laughs> leave we, me with the microphone. Yeah, we will. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, put it to the test. See well, what happens. Yeah. All right. We'll go just out. Kay goes upstairs, turns off all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out and get a pizza. And so Major Mez's notification is these sad trombones. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find like a schlep rock or some kind of wowzers, woo, woo, oh, because he, he, he walks around the rancid right wing world of Reddit and just has sunk into this existential despair because he hates Trump, but at the same time, he believes all the right wing stuff he reads. Yeah. So, but of course, uh, Rumcake's uh, notification is uh, the angelic. Oh, of course. And then my wife's is someone getting beat up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's uh, that's a little bit perfect there. Noises of punching and slapping. Here we go. So it's supposed to be you getting shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to find different different types of of horror stuff and then yeah that was perfect <laughs> at, at one point i was gonna just do flat out uh the only other one that would be perfect is the friday the 13th where you think he's like the right of course that yeah i've discovered with with notifications you have to be careful because if you choose something like that you you will totally miss it because you never hear that oh sure so i had uh uh, I had one for Vernon that was like a predator one or something, and I never, ever fucking heard it. So, you know, he got photon torpedoes, mm. <laughs> which sure. I can always hear. Classic so. or movie? Uh, Ooh, here's the question. Classic. Mm. Okay. Fucking asking me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a funny, and, and it was so funny because 
uh, Stephanie could not stop laughing at Lewis mm-hmm. uh, for his, uh, <laughs> his trombones. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, that's perfect. That's him. That is so him. <laughs> Sad trombone. And then you see Lewis kind of mope face. And she's like, what? It is. He's true. It's you. He's like, yeah, okay. Whatever you say. Wowzers woo woo. Yeah, just, just proved it right there in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was fun. Yeah, um, yeah. We played. Uh, we Colt played Express. Colt Express. We played again, Colt Express. Very good game. Still good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What else um, you play? Guillotine. Guillotine. All classic. Classic yeah. card game. Dungeon. Yeah. Five minute dungeon. Okay. Oh look. And that's it. Well, we played before they got it. Before when it was just me and Lewis and Kay, we played the DC deck building game. Oh. Okay. And discovered. Much to our shock and dismay that there has to be a ceremonial burning of our DC deck building game. <laughs> Uh-oh, why? Did it get, get peed pe- on? This is how bad it was. We, we, we sort out the cards, and we're going through our hands, and Andy goes, these cards smell funny. Oh, no. <laughs> and we all took a whiff, and they fucking smell like feet. feet. I don't know. I don't know. Feet. Seven or eight years of being handled by various sweaty hands have <laughs> taken their toe That's on the deck. Weak. We've hit the lifespan. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, are you sure Kit didn't just have a... Nope. nope. Okay. You There's funky nothing, nerds. There's nothing ammonia about it. That, no, it's it just, this guy. It's him. Oh, dude. Look at Andy. It's him. Oh, my God. But it was, it was amazing, too, because Andy's like, these smell funny. We're just like, what the... Holy oh, crap. What the so hell? They smell like feet. They, yeah, they smelled like a pile of athletic socks. Oh, God. Lewis it's is bad. like, you know, we better wash our hands after this game. <laughs> Are they plastic-coated cards? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. But now we have, we have because of you, I went to that antique store just to, to see what they had for games, and the only thing uh-huh. they had game-wise that I wanted to buy was another copy of that game, and they were already sleeved. Oh. So we have a whole new backup set that's all sleeved. Cool. So the ceremony of burning won't really. Oh, you're yeah. the one that bought it from there. Yeah. Okay, because I went there looking for it, and it was like, oh, someone bought it. It was you. <laughs> it was you. Right over there, baby. That's Are you funny. serious? Did that actually happen? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's funny. I love it. And don't worry, <laughs> Professor Biggs, Martian Manhunter is being transferred to the new game. Yeah, the the superheroes don't stink as much because they don't get handled. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. Yeah, the hands have not been all over. Come the on, you know John Odd smells like feet. <laughs> I don't want to know what Wonder Woman smells like. I do. <laughs> Let's take the. I was gonna say, do you really the black light and just well, <laughs> no, but. No. <laughs> Oh man! Like, oh, wow, wow, that was funny. That was really funny. But <laughs> holy crap! To find some time to ceremonial, some ceremonially burn them. You know, and it's the... funny too because that's my set. <laughs> you need but, to build but, a wicker man. But yeah. Andy has already <laughs> determined it's going to get burned. burned. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suggested cleaning them, and then like, like uh, Brum Cake looked up like ways to clean them, and they're like soaking in water. Yeah, it's not no, going to work with yeah, a good thing. No, <laughs> vinegar and water spray. No, yeah. no. Yeah. A bit of ammonia and no, no. Ozone generator. I don't think in a closet. Yeah, really, a bed of rice. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anything is going to work. Yeah, uh, I've been taken in by a game show. Uh oh. And it's a it on the surface is seems like a really simple game, and it is, but it has an awesome piece of fam- familial drama to it. 
It's a show simply called Spin the Wheel. Oh, okay. I saw that. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Oh. And it it has engrossed me on a sociological level that I never expected it to. It it It's a game in four parts. It all has to do with just spinning a goddamn wheel. One gigantic wheel, uh, kind of like the one on Wheel of Fortune with money all over it. Big money, big money. Yeah, yes. there, there's some big money like on there. Like half a million, yeah. It starts off with four spins, all right? And you, it's... And it's Four multiple choice questions with two answers. So they're really easy multiple choice. And if you don't know it, you have a 50% chance of getting it right. And so you, each time you spin it, and that money collects in a bank. Part two, a f- person that's a part of your family gets involved or a good friend, someone that you have deemed as your partner in this. They sit in a box with a joystick of the button on it in the second part. They get to hear the, they, they ask the questions, and this time there's more answers to them, four of them. And this person presses the button if they want to double the amount. So if, they, if you hear the question like, okay, I know Kirsten knows the answer to this, so I'm going to press the button to that. And whatever you spin, you get double. But if you get the answer wrong, I believe you get a spin and you lose that amount. Yes. And it could be double if the person doubled it. The third part is you have to build the wheel. And there's four areas of it with low number values, uh, $1, $5, $10, $100. The rest of them are in the $50,000, $100,000 range. In this one, there is you're going to create a $250,000 space, a $500,000 space, a million-dollar space, or a $2 million space in that grouping. If you get it right, the question right, if you get the question wrong, that area is filled with back to zero spots where it's basically the bankrupt spot. And the more you gambled as a $2 million space, it all fills with that. But if you get it right, those low number spaces uh, are, are filled with the maximum of what you bet. So if you, there are four spaces, if you got $2 million, you could put one $2 million space and keep the other one low spaces, or you can spread it across all four with 500,000 in each space. Ah, uh, okay. So, and these questions now are getting much tougher. So at the end of this, you have your wheel. Here's where it gets crazy, horrible, and awesome. Okay. Is the fourth part. The per, your partner goes back into the box and you as the spinner cannot see them and what they are doing so you can't communicate in any way you have to take the last four spins and they and every time the spin happens they add more lose everything spots and they add more spots of like one million and two million high number spots so the, the highs get higher and the lows get lower that's right okay. and as the higher it goes the more takeaway spots they have and kind of like the what's the game with the box the numbered boxes whammy or something uh, joker's no, wild no no the the one with the the briefcases that are numbered you have to oh, choose deal or no deal deal, deal yeah, or no deal between every spin because you have to take it all the way through to all 16 spins from the beginning they offer you a stop here amount by like the banker does if you stop here and don't open any more cases and deal or no deal you are guaranteed this amount if this walk away with this money or not. But as the spinner, you don't get to make that decision. The person in the box makes that decision 
for you. Can they see anything? They they yes. cannot see anything. They hear it. They hear it. They can hear it, but they can't see. But they hear the amount, and the amount is low but fair. So you might have like $2 million on that wheel that you could spin on the next round and lose everything, uh, but they might offer you 250000 to stop. Did they know what's on the wheel? They? Yeah, they they hear, they hear everything. So okay. they're adding. We're adding a two million dollar spot, but we're adding four spots that take everything away. And if you hit any of those, you lose it. But if that person made the decision to stop it, you get to walk away with that stop money. But if that person goes all the way to the end and ends up with five million dollars from that wheel, the person behind the box might have stopped it at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, they don't and know when it stops. They no, that's correct. No, that. But did I did I text you? Yeah. Where is he? Oh no, Michael? it's it's the he? it's the ten minute reminder. Is <laughs> uh. <laughs> the same? Say my phone ghost Andy? texted you, motherfucker. Yeah. So the person in the box is making all this decision. He, the person could go all the way or lose everything. The person in the box makes that decision for you. And it's so amazing to watch because we don't know if they've made that decision until the end of the game. Oh, my God. So, I want, I, so the person at the end has won all this money on the Smith. And then the person in the box has to confront them as to whether they stopped them at a much lower amount to save them from themselves. Yeah, I watched wow. one that was like a mother-daughter combo. It and was amazing. You saw that one? Yes. Are they still oh, mother-daughter? It, oh, you can yes. tell the mother wanted to kill, but she was yes. like... And the daughter was in tears. Yes. So she spun and got $1.1 million. That's what she collected. The daughter stopped it at 39000 <laughs> Wow. So she took the very first uh, stop That's money. so funny. So check it out because yeah. it's, it's r- real simple in how it's laid out. But man, it is a sociological experiment. Wow. Now, it it shows you how much porn I've watched because I kept waiting for you to go, and then they fuck. What? Andy? (laughs) What are you two doing when we leave? (laughs) What? What are you doing? Duncan, are you okay? (laughs) Kirsten, give Andy back the pillow. (laughs) Well, there's Vernon. What else you do, guys? Anything else? Uh, can't. Played, a, played a bunch of uh, uh, Fallout New Vegas. How's that going for you? I finally got into Vegas. That's... Oh, so you're near <laughs> the end game. Uh, Duncan says I'm near the end of Act 1. It depends what you decide to do in there. Right. Guess, I've, yeah. I've already come... I've, I've got a bunch of quests that are like half done because mm-hmm. I don't want to finish them. There, there's one where it's like, nope, I'm not I'm not going to let that character get killed. Nope. Oh. And, and then I have this goddamn Sophie's Choice one where it's either... There's a lot kill, of that. kill people in a trapped in a bunker or, or kill people in a farm. Sophie's choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I've, I finally got into Vegas. I found him at Mr. House. That was kind of cool. Ah, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess I got a bunch of weird little side quests to do still. So. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? In that case, let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Yeah. You know what happens every single time. <laughs> After almost 70 years, Mad Magazine will no longer be releasing original content on a bi-monthly basis. Nope. In a few weeks, the satirical publication will only offer vintage materials and end-of-year specials. 
Fans of the parody magazine can still pick up these issues at comic shops or have them mailed to their homes via subscription. Founded by Harvey Kurtzman and Bill Gaines in the early 1950s, MAD became a force for biting satire on all things pop culture and politics. The magazine became immortalized with help from its mascot, Alfred E. Newman, and his famous catchphrase, what? Me worry? Moreover, the periodical helped turn artists like Sergio Aragones, Don Martin, and Al Jaffe into household names, in particular, Aragones. A mad look-at strip and Jaffe's fold-in page became absolute imperatives for almost every single issue. Mm. The news of MAD no longer releasing new content was mourned far and wide on social media by folks like Rob Delaney, Mark Hamill, and Weird Al Yankovic. John Carpenter joked that the 6.4 earthquake in Los Angeles was heavenly punishment for the magazine's cancellation. Why is this in news we don't give a shit about? This because seems like we don't like we, it. Because that's where it the bad news sad. goes to. I, why do I have to keep explaining this? Don't have I finally got me. it. <laughs> I finally got it. Yeah, I knew about this early. I was seeing the first notifications because a couple of my friends are artists for Mad, and no. so I was seeing like, yeah, we just got the news. I'm like, oh man, yikes. Uh, uh, I, I can't feel too bad. Ever since it went into DC's hands, it has been a shadow of its former self. Has it? Yeah. I saw some. I've seen some really edgy stuff they did. There, Was that before some, DC got there's it? There's some or? good stuff in there still. There, there's some some pages, some uh, especially the little jokes page toward the end. Uh, I subscribed to it for quite a few years in the the last ten, but but here's the thing, it's gonna come back in some form. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. It'll be the Toys R Us of magazines. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It it's gonna go. It's basically on hiatus. That they're gonna do these little things. Then when somebody gets the idea of hey, let's resurrect Mad, if the country's still alive, and they will. Yeah, it's, print is this. In shambles. I mean, it's just not a thing people do so much anymore. Yeah, it's true. At least they don't do it in print form. But I mean, digital forms. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's it's still quite even, available. I mean, I I just kind of wonder how relevant it still is because I never hear. I mean, I when I was in, you know, my teens, everybody talked about Mad Magazine, but. Right. Now that I'm in my 40s, well, I got don't hear When you were in your teens, everybody talked about Time Magazine. Sure. Everybody yeah. about Life Magazine. <laughs> and I, but I still think a lot of that is when DC bought it. It kind of changed and really felt different. They, I think they wanted to change it for the times, and I don't think they nailed it. also it. got a boost in the 90s for their skit show. Right. Right. On MTV. Yeah. yeah. That was Whereas, fun. weirdly cracked, which was the... <laughs> Poor yes. man's Kmart knockoff of Mad Magazine. Yes, yes, it was. As is, has I a like them both. Thriving website, cracked and mad. Although I've which heard has people... nothing to do with the magazine at all. No, no I mean it it's, all, it's the same company, or it was at some point. But yeah, but people are critical of Crack.com too because mm. its writing staff has changed over because they fired everybody that was costing them money and yeah. w- and that were really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, because because <laughs> good costs you money. Yeah. What? Yes, apparently. What happened? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's due diligence. Pff, we don't. You're need right. That. Since the Great Purge, mm-hmm. uh, cracked.com <laughs> has not been the same. Maybe they could go to take those guys and take them to Mad.com. Ooh. Mm-hmm. At half the price. No, you don't give a shit about. They'd be mad to sign. Uh, <gasps> oh, what? Shit. What? <laughs> Dude, that's cracked. <laughs> Sylvester. Eerie. National Lampoon. <laughs> Terror. Oh, wait. Come on, Jeff. 
You're all having fun. I got Gasm- We are all having fun, and you're just sitting there. Hustler. The witching hour. Gasm, baby. literally had nothing. Hustler. Cream. Brand Eck. There really was an eerie knockoff called Gasm. God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lionsgate will no longer be moving forward with its plans to install Hunger Games and Divergent-themed attractions in Manhattan's Times Square. What? Are they still going to do it here in Vegas? The studio announced in 2017 that it would be bringing the two dystopian franchises to life via partnership with Spanish leisure park company Pax Renudios. However, the later entity has since decided, quote, to take its corporate strategy in another direction. No mas. No mas. Uh, Pita's Bakery, Capital Confectionery, a flying simulator, an obstacle course, and a John Wick Chapter 2 shooting ride were among the attractions for the now scrapped Midtown-based entertainment center. John Wick is a prequel to Hunger Games. Lionsgate is still pursuing an indoor theme park with Hunger Games and Divergent-themed installations in China, which will open July 31st. All your failed shit, open it in China. (laughs) Now, Hunger Games did really well. Divergent was the one that did really poorly. But there's a Hunger Games attraction coming into the MGM. I it's think. open. It's it here. is open? Yeah. yeah, it's already open. Is it lame as it sounds? I don't know. Didn't I, go. I have only seen one picture, and it is a publicity still, and it I, I, shows nothing about the rest of the experience. I, I haven't heard a lot about it, so I can't say it's probably doing all that well. I know somebody who works there. Yeah? Yeah, she's part of the flaming dress part. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And is it doing okay? Uh, well, people are suing. Oh, shit. Because the dress is on fire. What? What? <laughs> the flaming dress when okay. she spins around in the dress. Right. They, you do that. Okay. The, they light the dress on fire, but as soon as you stop spinning, the dress collects around the ankles and... I guess it was a nylon, so it's been sticking to people's skin. No. And burning them. Get out of here. Get, just gonna, keep going. It. Keep yeah, going. Come on. Come on. <laughs> really? Keep going. God damn. We, <laughs> come on. Andy, you didn't believe me, did you? It's I didn't Vegas. believe you I believe at nearly all. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I there, had you all? Jesus. There is a show in town <laughs> where a clown is on fire for 15 minutes. There's no reason I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> You go to see, oh, there's a clown on fire. Yeah, for 15 but I'm minutes. talking about the guests. You oh, put on the dress I thought and... the girl was. Oh, I see. Act, that oh, their okay. acting oh, thing went bad. Oh, I, so I screwed it up, and that's what sold yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we were perfectly. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? We were, <laughs> we were perfectly willing to believe that Vegas would endanger actors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Customers? No. <laughs> Ask these two. Actors? Kristen and Torgo. They're they a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> put Alan's out a new ad. On, Everybody's looking for ten fifty an hour. I think Alan Swan is beneath us. Oh, oh, of course, God. he's beneath. He's, he's an actor. Where has it? Where hazardous platform boots for that. ten hours? Sure, why not? <laughs> that when Todd, when you were like, really? I was just like, is, what? What the hell? What am I doing right here? I don't understand it. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I yeah I I I was. Almost there until I just realized I was like, wait a minute, he said guests. <laughs> honestly honestly, this is part of the reason Mad Magazine is gone. It's so hard to do satire well, these days. Yeah, what do you make? Because the world is so damn weird. Mad could actually yeah. be a live feed of real news and it would work. It could yeah, be. When we worked at Trek, we knew a guy that got crushed by a door. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. You know what? 
uh, just the other day, Doug told me, mm -hmm. I didn't know this, for three weeks, he wasn't sure if they were going to amputate. Oh, shit. Or not. Whoa. They yeah. crushed his legs. Yeah, they, they were completely crushed. Yeah. Wow. Like, severely. So, yeah. Which door? Dress on fire? Sure. No. <laughs> what, a turbo lift door? Like, no, what? No, no, what no, 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 no. The sim simulator door. The door that separates the simulator from the loading bay. And it's several tons because it's a lead door for soundproofing. And one time it came down prematurely. And Doug is one of those guys who goes to unnecessary lengths. And because he didn't he tried want, to run and like he because do the whole, oh. people he didn't want people to bonk their heads on the door because uh, a lot of people will just rush the simulator and the door started coming down and instead of letting a few people bonk their heads on the door, Doug, who is a gorilla slash grizzly bear of a man, mm -hmm. shorter than me, but heavier. And mostly muscle, at least back in those days, used to play football, running back, straight up and down the field running back, not that juking, spinning, dodging crap. Yeah. He got underneath the fucking door and took it on the shoulders and actually supported it for one or two seconds. And then his ankles shattered. Badoom. Ugh. See, when he when he told me that story, he told me he was trying to trip the sensor because there's a there's a sensor in there that if somebody walks in under it while the door is closing, it immediately opens it back right. up. Yeah, so that's did, what he told that me. But that yeah, but Paramount when spared I no expense. It's <laughs> been <laughs> <laughs> going back to Jurassic well, Park. It's really well, funny. the interesting <laughs> thing is they tested it after he made that claim and it was working perfectly yeah. so it could have Ooh. failed in that exact moment i got written up because somebody got their head bonked during a test run one morning ah. by that very same door because of the same thing so yeah, I, I made the door close and then when she started stepping back i put my finger to trigger the beam uh -huh. and it didn't trigger Oh, and so then, it could have been. And then later on that day, they were investigating it, and they were like, well, look, Kirsten. They send the door down. They pass their hand in front. The door goes up. And I'm like, guys, it, it, it seems kind of random. And then two years later, three years later, shattered Doug's ankles. Oof. Damn. Man. So, so yeah, you, your fire you were, dress. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the fire dress. By the way, folks, Doug actually is fine. Yes. yes. It took a long time. But he Long actually he, he actually walks. He's fine. He's yep. he has completely recovered. Yes, he so. has. But boy, did he have a worrisome couple of weeks. Oh yeah. yeah. No, you don't give a shit about the DCEU's long coming Flash movie is still apparently in the works. Really? Now with some new faces. <laughs> yeah. But poor poor Evan has aged out. <laughs> After being mired in uncertainty when with multiple scripts floating around, the project has dropped those trying to bring it to the screen. Ezra Miller is still set to star. Just might be a while. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Flash has courted the guy who made Stephen King's It, Andy Muschietti. Muschietti would replace previously picked writer-directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who reportedly, uh, reportedly departed voluntarily and direct from the script for, by rising star Christina Hodgson. Hodgson recently made a splash with her Bumblebee screenplay 
and has been writing Birds of Prey for DCEU, so she's a familiar face at Warner Brothers. Miller, still on board, may not be performing his own script anymore, but at least the movie now seems like it has a real chance to make it to the screen. Since fans haven't seen Miller as The Flash since Justice League, and he kept butting heads over tone with his writers and directors, it seemed to be beyond the point of no return at one point. So uh, they be, they now plan on being in prep by January 2020. Hmm. We'll what? see. I'd like to see what they do with it, but, you know, who knows at this point? The DCEU is so up in the air right now. I just want more Wonder Woman. And you're getting it. Well, yeah, you're getting well, that okay next then. year. See? You know, send her back to the Wrath of the Titans movie and no, have they're her sending her to 1980. Killing, killing Greek monsters and yeah. shit. Yeah. Monster <clears throat> fights. Enough of this. Nazis? Baloney of modern stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Greek it out. Greek. Oh, yeah. Of course, let me correct me. I know there Just weren't Nazis relax. in the first movie. Just relax. One woman in Medusa getting Just it on. Relax. Yeah, World War One, not World War Two. Weekend geek. I know. Yay! After 15 years <laughs> and yay and nearly 200 issues, The Walking Dead is over. Oh, <gasps> gasp! Issue 193 is the surprise finale. For what, the series, what seven issues? It wouldn't. Would it have killed them to do seven more issues? <laughs> that, that was his point. <sighs> Thank you, Andy. Which first debuted in 2003 and has since become one of the most popular and profitable comic books of all time. Created by Robert Kirkman and Tony Moore, and steered since issue seven by the team of Kirkman and artist Charlie Aldred. The Walking Dead is the story of an ever-changing group of survivors as they attempt to navigate a zombie apocalypse in which the humans are often scarier than the undead. Since its inception, The Walking Dead has grown into one of the most popular ongoing comic book series of all time, and it's one of these comics that people often recommend to people who don't read comics. Its success has spawned two different television series, along with video games, upcoming TV movies, following series protagonist Rick Grimes. As with so many things in The Walking Dead, the surprise ending was a closely guarded secret, so much so that Image Comics had already released solicitations for dummy issues following 193. With covers. Yes. It was only when early copies began to go into the hands of various readers that the truth came out. The final issue acts as an epilogue to the story of Rick Grimes. Though there were no outward indications that Kirkman wouldn't continue this story in Rick's absence. After all, the TV series is already doing that. It seems that in the comics, at least, The Walking Dead ends with Rick Grimes. Quote, the Walking Dead has always been built on surprise, not knowing what's going to happen when you turn the page, who's going to die, how there's going to die, how they're going to die. It's been essential to the success of the series, Kirkman wrote in including pages of the issue. Well, we know how Rick Grimes dies. It's been the lifeblood that's he been... He grabs uh, some power conduits while imitating Homer Simpson. <laughs> the wow. Walking Andy, here, I'll give <laughs> you the pillow back. <laughs> another another one, con yeah. the group. That's great. Not knowing what's going to happen when you turn the pages. I did that part already. It's been the lifeblood that's been keeping it going this all these how years. how you feel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's all the time. <laughs> it just felt wrong against the very nature of the series not to make an actual end as surprising as all the big deaths, unquote. 
This may be the end of the comic series side of things, but it's certainly not the end of The Walking Dead as a multimedia powerhouse. Two TV series, The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead, are continuing on AMC with a third series reportedly on the way. Oh, my God. Plus, there are those Rick Grimes movies in development, and as always... Kirkman could surprise and decide to return to the world he created with spin-offs, prequels, and other linked stories in the realm of The Walking Dead. And don't forget a popular Las Vegas attraction. Oh. Oh. Wow. Did they close that down? Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Wow. When? We, we talked when about you weren't on the show, on the show that good. one time. <laughs> Must have been. <laughs> Paul is three jobs behind that now. Yeah, they did a, they did a sudden... Hey everybody, come into work tomorrow an hour early. They uh, they issue they issue one ninety three to the show. The, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The attraction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did. Literally. And everybody came in and they were like, Yeah, uh, we're closed. And now is the time when we announce this is the last episode of this show. <laughs> yep. Here you go. Surprise! What this th- show will never die. What did you think of the show? Write to us, comments at ugly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Andy's going to be going away for a while, yeah. and we've all come to the conclusion we just can't do it without yeah. him. I am the Rick Grimes of the show. <laughs> the Andy Grimey. show. But we will be continuing with Fear the Geek Shock, which will be coming soon. <laughs> you know, you really should like edit in like a five-second pause after we say that's the end of the show. And just... This isn't Mayberry when Andy Taylor leaves. It's a different Andy Taylor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I... I... I got a little, I detect a little salt from uh, Jeffy there. <laughs> Sprinkling it over uh, Andy. Man, somebody, uh, somebody. Uh, it's somebody's the, been drinking Fireball, is that what you're trying to say? What? You had like half of the shot I gave you. I haven't even refilled you yet. That's true. It's the Andy it, show. Right. But I did have a margarita before I but came That makes here, you so. the Barney Fife and you're expendable. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, golly. Andy, Andy how dare you? there. <laughs> Barney Fife? Really? Wow! Good Christ, man. Um, Gaming Mill, make that uh, make that Andy show theme. I'm, I'm trying to distract it before Jeff kills Andy. <laughs> if anything, Matt's Barney Fife. Oh, he's well, the expendable what one. The hell? Oh, shit. No, he's Matt the, is Gomer one Pyle. In... Well, uh, golly! No, but Gomer Pyle leaves and comes back. Except instead of saying Shazam, he goes, Captain America. (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) Author Joe Hill, son of legendary horror author Stephen King. Green light. Has been tapped to spearhead a brand new pop-up line of horror comics for DC, the publisher announced. Not Funko Pops. Pop-up. Pop-up? Pop-up. Like physical pop-up? They open it like, I, I don't, I, I don't like, think they're pop-up. No, oh, no, not, damn not, it. not 3D. Then why do they call it pop-up? It's what it said, a pop-up line of horror comics. He DC has to do that, pop-up. Let's do it, come on. It means something different. It, it, what it, does it mean? It means that we no longer have vertigo, so we're in tr- making this whole new thing. Pop-up. Oh, why, did, why isn't it DC? So not like Black. pop-up video where there's like commentary that just pops up in little bubbles as you're reading the comic? I would read that comic. I would read that comic. Is it the pop-up? Because I actually just a couple Whoop. days ago read something about DC. DC is releasing... Bu- oh, it might be this. Okay. Because it's like it's, they're releasing it under their new horror or other label. And, and I'm like, what happened to Black? That was That was a week ago. Did they already give up on that? Let's see. I don't know. Quote, (laughs) 
anyone who's paying attention knows we're in the middle of a new golden age of horror. And we're very confused about it. Films like Get Out, Hereditary, It Follows, and plain old It have raised the bar higher and higher, Hill said in a statement. Oh, yeah. Continuing... Meanwhile, going ongoing shows like AMC's The Terror and Netflix's Stranger Things have shattered preconceived notion of what's possible in episodic terror TV. There's great stuff happening in comics, of course, in a field unbound creativity and wacko visionaries. There's always going to be great stuff happening, but greedy me wants more, unquote. Good for him. Even with Vertigo closing down shop, the imprint's legacy for publishing scary DC stories will live on with Hill House Comics. Oh my. There you go. Joe will get the ball rolling with five limited series, Basket Full of Heads, mm. written by Hill and illustrated by uh, Leco Max, Leo Max, sure. A woman comes into possession of a very special axe that cuts off heads in one fell swoop, but keeps them alive to speak. Oh, I thought Whoa. it was. I thought it was going to be not the heads you're thinking of. <laughs> the ultimate feminist comic. The next one, The Dollhouse Family, written by Mike Carey and illustrated by Peter Gross. Who's Mike Carey? Uh, Mike Carey, uh, he wrote a great series of supernatural novels, not the TV show Supernatural, but of, okay. uh, of a wandering he exorcist. Uh, he's also done a lot of comics. I just can't think of anything offhand. Oh, I think he did some Hellblazer for a while. All right. Yeah, yeah, he did. That might work. So... Dollhouse family, Alice continues to revisit the magical family of dolls inhabiting the dollhouse she was given as a child. Aww. The Low, Low Woods, written by Carmen Maria Machado and illustrated by Danny. A Pennsylvania mining town grapples with a strange plague that feasts on memories. That one. Next is Plunge, written by Hill, and with an artist that hasn't been announced. In homage to the works of H.P. Lovecraft and John Carpenter, this tale takes readers to the frozen Arctic, where a research vessel thought to be missing for 40 years has mysteriously resurfaced. Uh, and then Daphne Byrne, written by Laura Marks, illustrated by Kelly Jones. A girl in the 19th century New York discovers that her body is playing host to an evil being. That's new. Each book is also set to come with an additional wow. two pages of backup feature written by Hill called Sea Dogs. Set during the American Revolution, the supplementary story finds the revolutionary side recruiting three patriotic werewolves in a desperate, desperate attempt to defeat a British warship. Well, they got to take those airports. Of... Right. Got to take the airports. So, yes. <laughs> nice. Very ninja nice. I ninja'd Andy. Yeah. I got in between him and the... Pillow. And the, no, wait, no, I don't know. And the perfectly logical question I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and listen to this. I'm waiting. Is it two pages of comics or two pages of prose? I, uh, you know what? I don't know. I assume it's comics, but now that you mention it, knowing Hill, it's probably prose. Man, that's a perfectly logical question. See, look at that. Actually, had they, to happen. You guys are using the pillow. I'm asking real questions. Yeah. Journal, journalist Andy I has know, stepped in. I know. He's uh, he's bitter over the pillow stealing. Yeah. Actually, they're in the Conan comics, Savage Sword and Conan the Barbarian, the stuff that Marvel is doing now. They have hired some of the finer, some of the better Conan pastiche writers like uh, John C. Hawking to write serialized uh, prose stories that they put in the back. So there's a couple of 
pages of prose stories in the back of each comic. That's good. That's kind of cool. Well, that, that's yeah. the way they used to be. All comics used to have a, uh, I think, a one or two pages right. of prose for um, weird legal reasons. Oh, oh, really? yeah. It was some kind of distribution it was, it was thing. A postage because it, thing. You it, couldn't, you couldn't yeah. mail them if, if without without a, a page of prose in there. They weren't books or something like that. Wow. Something like that. A magazine yeah. dodge. That's so, right. Stan Lee. That's that's his start because yeah. he actually, when he was hired by Uncle Whomever or whoever the fuck hired him in Martin the family. Um, he he actually wrote a couple of prose pieces, those one or two page yep. back enders. That's right. Andy, uh, yeah, he, he contributed something. <laughs> Good job, Andy. Yeah. That, that felt painful giving him credit there, you know, Kristen. No. Well, did you, did you, did it no, really hurt you no, that much? No, 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 it, it's gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Still? Oh, trust me. <laughs> the fart wars aren't over. <laughs> that was that was only intermission. Fart wars. <laughs> the all-new sci-fi series from Creative There you Mind. go. George Jonathan, Lucas. Jonathan Mayberry. The last sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff almost, almost had a, a, uh, a spitter. I think almost we might have spitter. whiskey out the nose here. <laughs> That would have been painful too. <laughs> oh Sitting man, whiskey out the nose. Ooh. Oh my! My buddy of mine handed me a flask the other day, and I took a giant swig of it, thinking it was something minor, and it was some sort of heavy-duty bourbon, and my throat closed up. Oh, I'm wild coughing. Turkey? My eyes are running. Oh, it was, was more than wild turkey. Okay, and I was just I, I yeah I I, I, I suddenly understood all those, those probably flash <laughs> probably raw alcohol yeah. Bob's Bob's I, bourbon. I, I, I suddenly understood all those those made in his bathtub just bad <laughs> coughing wheezing things you see in the movies. I and shot stuff. Bacardi 151, not knowing what it was once because oh, my yeah. buddy was just like he's like here let's do a shot real quick and I threw it back and I was like. There you my go. throat burned for like 10 minutes. It literally closed my throat up. I was having trouble breathing for yeah. a minute. And then Chief Brody comes forward and goes, don't drink that. <laughs> Jaws reference. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Of course, Thank there you. was a visual he was reference. holding the Chief yeah. Brody when he said it. Yeah, that's right. That's right for all our viewers out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else profound. but uh, <laughs> well, This is a first time for everything. Yeah. The, the, uh, wow. Oh, wow. I remember what it was. Fuck you, Torgo. <laughs> you know, since, that wasn't very profound. Since we started recording the podcast here, we've all gotten a little drunker during the cast, and I think it helps a little. What do you say? <laughs> oh, I haven't drank anything, Because two, of us, Three of, two us. of us are not driving afterward, <laughs> so we're pretty cool about it. Yeah. And one of us is this Canadian with a, 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 a stick up his ass yeah. about oh, okay. cinema. Hey, did you move your shot glass for a reason there, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do have to drive home. After to okay, drive. gang. Jeff is not bringing the funny tonight. Just yeah. letting you know. I haven't been. Uh, well, you're, you're going to stop. You're stopping the fireball. Why, why the stop funny's now? in the bottle, apparently. And by the way, every time I jokingly threaten to pour fireball into Andy's drink, he gives me this awful face. Because it's got rum in it already. Right. Like, you know, on like my birthday, he isn't doing things like, Pounding my cake with his hands, and and shit like that. Is that a euphemism? I stroked your cake gently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just I don't really? need to know what goes on when I'm not here, guys. I love. Oh my no, that was out in Francine's house. It oh, was out for all the world to see. I love my Kristen pound cake. <laughs> Get pounded. Kristen pound cake. I love it. <laughs> I love it. First in pound cake. Bam, 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 bam. What else is happening in the news? 
I don't know. I don't, know. Know. I don't have the I don't have the thing in front of me. Regal Cinemas is getting in on the all-you-can-watch movie trend. Oh, Lord. The theater chain is launching a multi-tiered subscription service. Oh, here we go. Here we go. With the top option including an unlimited viewing option and a 10% discount on concessions. Nothing's been made official, but memberships are said to range between $18 to $24 per month. The top tier will also allow access to any of Regal's locations nationwide, whereas lower tiers will limit theater access. That doesn't mean that any locations will be off limits, but it will involve a two to three dollar surcharge to cover the cost of the tickets. <laughs> it's a big leap up from their current offering. The Regal Crown Club members earn points based on the money they spend to redeem for free tickets and concessions. It actually worked it until yeah. Galaxy opened up, and then I didn't go to Regal anymore. Yeah. But for a while, that, that occasionally I would swipe my card, and they're like, "Oh." You have a free ticket. Would yeah. you like to use that today? And I'd be like, when is Star Wars coming out? You know, you know. I love how you just acted exactly like oh, the, yeah, the yeah. kid. kid at the- They're so excited. <laughs> you occasionally get that one kid who's like, oh, you got a free ticket today. And you're like so bedazzled by their enthusiasm. Sure, I'll use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, damn it. I I, I'll just- do it to watch Lego Movie. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Not that it. In the, really in the end, mathematically, it, it yes. doesn't matter. But but you go in there going, God damn it. Why didn't I save this for Avengers? I used this on the RoboCop reboot. Ah, fuck. Oh, oh. Dead or alive, Actually, God you should feel it. better about doing it on the RoboCop re- reboot because it meant you're not actually giving that movie money. Uh-huh. Wow, Jeff. Wow. Wow. He just, you know. He has to piss someone, on it. You know what he's right. Put their you should heart be paying Star Wars to put their numbers up. Someone put their heart into that movie. You just no, they didn't. It. Okay. All <laughs> yeah, right. one thing that movie doesn't have is heart, so you're fine. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, it's pretty bad. He's not wrong. I mean, I I was kind of shocked when I saw it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know because I didn't saw it. Didn't saw it? I didn't saw he it. He saved his free ticket. That's right. For something worthwhile. I watched it like on HBO or I something. I forget what so it was. I was just like, oh. You didn't oh, use all your points ooh. for $5 off? At the I don't have ooh. HBO. Although. Tortuga. I got my, no, I got my Chromecast. I might be able to get HBO Go through my Chromecast. Mm-hmm. That, 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 you can, but you so. still require, never mind. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. Don't, right. don't, you, NSA, you didn't hear anything. Move along. <laughs> Move legal, along. For legal, legal reasons, you may want to cut the last two minutes out. <laughs> F. Andrew Trick Taylor, that's who you want to look at, NSA. <laughs> don't, don't worry about me. It was vague enough. <laughs> Your Honor, I want you as my lawyer, Torgo. Your Honor. It was vague enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. They didn't say specifically what was yeah, going really. on. Yeah, really. Come on. You had to read in between the lines a little bit. What are you, just my cousin Vinny? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> By Tortuga, that could have meant just vacation. Yeah. A turtle. Right. They like turtles. Am Come I a, on. Am I a clown judge? Do I amuse you? <laughs> the judge drinking fireball. Case dismissed. <laughs> and no, case like, dismissed. I find you in contempt. <laughs> The Why the Last Man adaption has found why? a new... <laughs> that was Jeff from the, the balcony. Why the Why the Last Man at why adaption has found a new showrunner why? To, to coax the series back to coax life over at FX. <laughs> Coming after the crushing departure of original showrunners Adia Mashka Kroll and Michael Green. Why is that crushing? 
the show based on Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrero's beloved Virgo comic is still happening and will not suffer delay. He's ignoring us at this point. We've become a bunch of Sattlers and Waldorfs, and he's just trying to push. It It wasn't half bad. Wasn't half good either. (laughs) The story of a man and his monkey. The only what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What's about? (laughs) The story of a man and his monkey. Here's a story of a boy and a monkey. The only, no, two, <laughs> the only two creatures left alive Look with up. a Y chromosome in a world of women. The only cre- the monkey has a Y chromosome? Yeah. Oh, okay, now shit. I want to read this comic. Because <laughs> you're all about the monkey porn? <laughs> hey, man, I've been to some dark places on the internet, Andy. Don't deny me this. <laughs> Is it the night monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Stay there, very still, not moving an inch, knowing that the slightest movement would send the night monkey into a fit of fit passion. passion. A fit of passion? That was it. Yeah, I forgot. I was going to say rage of passion. I don't know. Rage of passion nowadays, is an entirely different website. Well, yeah, but nowadays it kind of works. Mm. <laughs> the show will now be steered by longtime TV creative Eliza Clark, who's behind Animal Kingdom and The Killing. Clark will serve as showrunner, writer, and executive producer of the series. Looks like she'll be altering the vision of uh, Kroll and Green. Quote, A decade ago, I devoured the complete Why the Last Man series cover to cover, imagining how it might take shape on the screen, Clark said. It introduced me to the amazing work of Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera and the complex, fascinating world of Why. Tia Carrera? She was involved? Pia Carrera. Oh, okay. Artist? Pia Zadora? Pia Carrera? Yes. Okay. Pia Guerrera. Guerrera. Yes. Okay. Pia Zadora. So she wasn't I already in, said that. She wasn't in Lolita. I'm thrilled to tell the story and be working <laughs> with this immensely talented cast. Why is expected to hit FX in 20? Or Wayne's why not? I don't know. Why is it expected to hit FX? Why not? That's why I just keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> why, That's though? cool. If she's a fan, go for it. Yeah. yeah. That, that um, does help a lot. I, Someone who has read the comics. And it, unlike on Why Is This Happening, where people involved in the show haven't been re- reading the damn book it's well, based yeah, on. Easy, easy. Has it made it to the second episode without yeah. being canceled? The second episode was better than the first. Oh, good. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So it's... it's. Am I, <laughs> I'm so fucking lost. It's out there. It's a different property. Who's out, who's out there? Why? The Last Man? Yeah. Because... Because we like you. Is it out there? M-O-U-S. <laughs> What's your M-O-U-S-E? Write to us at Ugly Couch Show. No, is, has it actually, it, it's still in production, right? It's still in pre-production. Pre-production. Yes. Okay. A new showrunner. All right. Now, the original showrunner was female? Uh, a female and male. Okay. Ed, Adia Kroll and Michael right. Green. Because, I mean, granted, it's a Brian K. Vaughn. Okay, but Matt's it, gone suicidal on us here. He's picked up the cat. Jesus. What the fuck? That's a strange way to hold a cat. Oh, would you stop? What are you feeding this guy? The dude, the vet said he's perfect. Matt, you don't hold a cat by the balls. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have any to hold yeah, Especially when he doesn't have any. <laughs> Look at Kit. He's all fucking confused. Um, 
All right, let's get the but show no, back no, no, on the rails. No, no, no. All right. Okay, but I was saying that her rails <laughs> for this kind of book, uh-huh. I think a female showrunner oh, actually agree. works perfectly, even though it's a cave on joint. But uh, yeah, okay. Jeff, are you okay? You got a big face of pain there. He just got real stiff for some reason. You need another shot of Fireball. I don't think that's going to help it. <laughs> is it a euphemism? <laughs> no, it is not a euphemism. Jeff, is everything all right? <laughs> wow. Yikes. Because <laughs> if that were the case, everything would be just fine. <laughs> would it, would it, though? Yeah. <laughs> You don't know what's going on under the table. You got a mic in front of you. Yeah, really. You're busy playing with your buttons and shit. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Maybe. What the hell are you doing, Matt? It's adjusting his socks. <laughs> what's wrong? You got to make that a, a, a sound clip. He's adjusting his socks. <laughs> Why was that so IDW funny? Uh, <laughs> Come on, Todd. Who's running this podcast? I was in Midwest. Not me. (laughs) IDW Publishing is preparing to launch all-new comic series called Cobra Kai. The Karate Kid Saga continues. Really? Where new battle lines will be drawn to lay down more canonical stories based on YouTube's hit series. The new comic reportedly will launch with a four-part story retelling the events of the original 1984 movie, from the point of view of Johnny Lawrence, or should have won. Yep, who played? Uh, who's played by William Zabka along with Ralph Macchio as Daniel in both the classic '80s movies as well as the current show. Who lost because of cheating? The first installment is That's being right, written. That's right, you did, Andy. Just DQ right to the head. That motherfucker should have won. <laughs> The first installment is being written by Transformer series veteran Denton T. B. Tipman, hmm. Denton J. Tipton, and illustrated by Kagan McLeod, who did Star Wars Tales and Infinite Kung Fu. Uh, Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues, reportedly is slated to land before the end of this year, while YouTube gets back to work on all new episodes of Season 3 for Cobra Kai. Has anybody watched the uh, YouTube thing? I've seen some YouTube uh, shows. No, there's a YouTube Cobra Kai. Yes. That's what we're talking we're about. We're just talking about that. We're talking about the comic book. That's yeah. based on that That's show. That's based on the YouTube series. Oh Has anybody watched God. it? Has anybody watched yes, it? Was I watched it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a big fan of it, Matt. You liked it yes, a lot. Yes, it's good. We I've talked about it series. on the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just post oh, your damn video. I don't video. Him. <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy. Wow. So, does this have anything to do with the DC character, Karate Kid? <laughs> not yet. Well, it's IDW, uh, so of course not. Oh, oh my God, Todd. Until they do the crossover. That's genius. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's genius? Ralph Macchio meets Karate Kid. Okay. From the Legion of Superheroes? Sure. They already had a, what was it, Star Trek and Green Lantern on IDWs? Those are totally lines, so. not related <laughs> to Karate Kid. And Karate Kid. What I'm saying is if you already had that crossover, <laughs> odds are good you could have that cro- the crossover you're talking about. And what I'm saying is that is totally not related to Karate Kid meets Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> just, throat, just throat punch him. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway. Well, well, hey. I, I say this environment is perfect for a little red light, green light. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. 
Uh, just so you know, I'm going to green light everything because <laughs> I'm feeling awfully generous tonight. I was going to say, yeah, with I'm the glad I'm not sitting next to you. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> Have as another he, drink, Jeff. As he pets Jeff. Okay. As pets? That's right. You were petting him. That was a comradely. Uh, whatever it is, comradely, comradely, comradely. I say it was a little more come hither, but sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, red light, green light. We are now executives, and we got all these TV shows, these pitches right here. Let's see what we got first. Uh, all right, red light, green light. The CW is gearing up for a new round of summer programming. And among the new original series coming to the network is a sci-fi show titled Pandora. Set in the year 2199, Pandora focuses on a young woman described as resourceful, quote-unquote, who has lost everything but finds a new purpose when she joins Earth Space Training Academy and learns how to defend galaxies from both human and alien threats. Soon, however, she discovers secret about her own identity that may point to her becoming either the savior of the human race or the means of its destruction. You Red- were saying you were generous. Don't <laughs> even give me that. You're rolling your eyes over here. You're huffing and puffing. Just give me the briefcase full of money so I can make my fucking movie. <laughs> I think you should talk much nicer to Jeff, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so red light, green light on Pandora. Oh, savior. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, green- savior. I'm going to green light that. I'm going to green light it because, you know, space stuff. Exactly, but Savior. <sighs> yeah. They need their ray. That's, that's, that's guys. How, that's kind of how I feel, too. But, yeah, I do want to green light it because space stuff. Listen to me. <laughs> Why do you think we have Trump as president? The whole savior principle. We've had generations of Americans raised on escapist entertainment. Do not that talks hey, about the hey, one savior. Hey, hey, don't loot me in with this Yahoo little conversation having here because I couldn't vote, nor am I American. Yeah. So it's your own fault. But you're voting Live right now. Okay. You're voting right now. You know what? You're right. You're happy. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yes, I'm right. right. I've had two shots of fireball. I'm that on ma- fire. That makes anyone right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and that drink is made in Canada. I, I, yeah. So no judgment would disagree with that. <laughs> so... I, I just the savior thing kills me, but still, it, it humans and alien threats, and she's like, she's no doubt going to be a kick-ass super soldier type. Now why does she have to be the savior? Why can't she just be like I know, just I a know. random move now, on a ship somewhere? Either the savior of the human race or the means of its destruction. That doesn't mean anything. They're you just, know, you guys try to justify this shit in the weirdest ways. I hate you all. Well, justifying shit is what it says. Green light. I don't have a... It doesn't move me one way or the other. I'll give it a tentative green light, but you know, it better prove itself quickly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll send Andy to the dailies. It's a summer series, so you'll have a year to find out what the solution was. (laughs) Or the resolution, rather. Jeff? What? Green light or red light? I already said green green light. light. He said green light? Yes, he did. What, did he say it while I was talking? Yes, he did. Yeah. Fucker. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, I, I said it in the pause between your your initial rant and your continuation of your rant. Well, don't do that. <laughs> Why not? I'm here because of sucking in air to get the next brand out. Yes, exactly. I thought he was done. I need so. to breathe, <laughs> God damn it. We, we thought you were done. So. <laughs> uh, Red light, light it doesn't move me. 
Wow. It just doesn't. Well, it's four against one, so whatever. What's the title again? Pandora. Okay. Yes. Guido shot first. Wow, Andy, you just (laughs) named the episode. Got my pillow back. (laughs) Good job, Andy. That's a great title for this episode. Yeah, that's going to be one. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That would be awesome. Next, red light, green light. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) Matt says, the jerk over here is going to name it, and he names it. After his own idea. <laughs> the jerk here, yeah. yeah. I told you. Okay. All right, red light, green light. Bunch of jerks on this show. Bunch Gremlins. Gremlins? Nope, red light. <laughs> An animated prequel show. We've already greenlit this. No, we haven't talked this one. Animated prequel show that was pitched earlier this year has been ordered to series by Warner Media. Gremlins Secret of the Mogwai is getting animated 10-episode season on the company's streaming service. Nope. The prequel series will take place in 1920 Shanghai as a young Sam Wing meets the Mogwai that started it all, Gizmo. Filled with Chinese folklore, thanks to writer Z. Chun, the series will see the pair go on adventures with street thief named Ellie as they search for treasure and avoid the dastardly gremlins. Red light, China. <laughs> what? No, I think that he said that's his favorite movie, Red Light, China. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Cinemax for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I, I remember talking about this. I we, remember we did we did talk about it, but now there's more. Th- it's now an animated prequel show. It was always animated, was it? wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think forgot. It, I think it, I remember we talked about it. It was a prequel show, but it wasn't a red light green light segment. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we talked. We read like storyline. We just talked about it. But now that he's gone more into depth, it's okay. an animated series. Definitely green light. Yeah, I'll green light it, even though it's really weird and creepy that the whole thing is about the guy with his his best buddy who he's going to sell in the no, Gremlins no, no, movie. No, no. Andy, <laughs> you got to take the long view. It was the kid that sold it out yeah. from under his uncle. Boom, mic drop. Why was it in a cage? That was his bedroom. Bright think light. Of it Bright as light. A, think of it as a 16 Why was it in bed. Why was it in a cage in the shop? Because that's how they do things in I guarantee in this animated show, this gremlin is going to be free-range gremlin. Of course. Then you should be happy. But he's somewhere down the line. He's in a cage for no good reason. Yeah, but that's later. Right now. Well, to be fair, Andy, people who own birds, typically when they're home, they let the birds fly around the house. But they only put them in the cage. It's not going to be home. This gremlin's going to be wandering all over the China. You're just saying there's a, there's a cage that it's in for no good reason. <laughs> It's probably just that same thing. When you listen, tell him, Jeff. Listen, it's not a real gremlin. It's animated. Come on now. Yeah. It's like the bird. It won't sleep unless the cover's over it. Yeah. That actually is a point. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I'm still I, red lighting it. I really like the... You bastard. I, he's red lighting it because it's on streaming. That's yeah, the only reason. He's a jerk. That's right. You, doing. you know um, me so well, Jeff. This... Um, the guy writing it, including all the folklore... Uh, the key to diversity in in arts and media, I think, is more diverse creators. Uh, it's it's not getting straight white males to do more diverse stuff. So that alone really makes me interested in what they might do because I want to see uh, Chinese folklore, Chinese references like that from someone who knows what in the fuck he's talking about as opposed to have read it in a book or done some kind of Google research half-assed baloney. So, big green light. 
You know, I was going to red light this, but I, I like your pitch with this. I, I like where you're coming from. On I was going to red light it because of Beetlejuice. Oh, God, yeah, that uh, series I love the movie no, Beetlejuice, but the cartoon, it was neat yeah. visually, but I just didn't like the... It, the world that it expanded. Sure, right. I, did you I see was not a, a kid, or did you see either? that as a adult? We were. Tra- I was transitioning. I yeah. was in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I was trans trans adult. As an older person, going back and watching when it came out, I watch it, and I didn't watch it faithfully, but I enjoyed it when it was on. I thought it was nice and weird and quirky. And maybe and maybe I would like it for those reasons now, but at the time. I, I I didn't like it because it, like, it seemed like it went really against what the yeah, movie was. Yeah, yes. it really did completely turn the premise oh, of the absolutely. movie on its head. So, yeah, I, I'm with him on that. I was not a fan of the Beetlejuice. You said and, Juice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetle three times, and he... And when no, it, he and Lydia were pals. And when yeah. it comes okay. to okay. Gremlins and Mogwai, I want puppets. I don't want animation. Sure, but what kind of animation? That's a good point. I you know, I mean, yeah. nowadays animation. It's funny. We were making the jokes the other day about, about the, the live Lion action Lion King. Yeah, it's yeah. like quote unquote live action. Yeah, Lion it's King. What, live action Lion King. No, it's not live action. The, C- the CG Lion King. <laughs> yeah, and, you and know? back to the peanut butter in the mouth. We wanted to see the muse real. Yes, lions. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Andy really wanted to just see that big old lion. Blah 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 blah. He really wanted the Mister Ed treatment. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, no, I. But I, I, I like where you're coming from on that pitch. I, I like the idea of the folklore from someone who knows the folklore. If 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 it really does draw from that, it doesn't have to be utterly faithful. Sure. I mean, just like Kirby and Thor, right? But if this is somebody who's drawing from something that he grew up with and and his family has lived with and is part of his culture, that could be very... It could bomb like sure. a motherfucker, but... It may not. That the, the, give it a shot, sure, please. But, right. I, I guess in my head, it's it stuck in this Hanna Barbera esque of course. No, thing. see, what I, yeah. I think, and I mentioned this last time we talked about this too. With because I think it was Hanna last time we talked about it. What um, it reminds me of is the Jackie Chan uh, animated show, oh, the Jackie Chan Adventures. I think I remember that because didn't we start going off on a whole? stream of racist uh, misappropriation of like culture us, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm gonna say i wouldn't be surprised yeah exactly but this sounds like this could actually this could actually do something so i'm turning around a, on a green i'll give it a tentative green as well all right jeff so we got three greens you fucking guy and you. a redheaded red well you know you got four greens four greens and a redheaded red <laughs> canadian meth <laughs> canadian meth yes Ooh. Which is just maple syrup. It's a maple <laughs> yeah, syrup I know. candy. It's it's the Boston in him. It's the Boston in him. Yeah. You you of, aggressively say sorry. You kids don't know how to do myth. Hey, we do myth I'm all the one. The time. Can I please come in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Timbits. That's mm. what it is. Hey, don't you dare do talk myth about Timbits, man. See what I mean? Timbits. I'll kill you and your whole family if you talk about Timbits like that. <laughs> All right, red light, green light. Producers Roy Lee, who produced It, and Dan Farah. <laughs> Dan Farah produced Ready Player One, have reached an agreement with those who share the rights to Hellraiser. Oh, shit. And the iconic character of Pinhead. Green light. Lawrence Cuppin, David Animate. Salmazand, 
and Eric Gardner have long held the television rights, but Lee and Farrah are now joining forces with them in a bid to bring this entire mythology to television. According to Deadline, their intention is to use material established in the movie franchise, as well as the Clive Barker novella The Hellbound Heart. All of this would serve as what they would call the launch pad that could potentially be an anthology series or a traditional narrative. A home base for the project have not been decided, and a writer-showrunner is currently being sought. Hellraiser, the TV show. Which company is animating it? <laughs> Shut up, Andy. <laughs> Did you mention who was producing it? Rankin-Bass. <laughs> Where there's a pin, there's a way. <laughs> Red light, green light, Hellraiser, the TV show. Sure. Uh. That's a tough one. That's go a, for it. That's a real tough one. Oh come on! No, has got to be the iconic actor who be plays. Bold. It, it's it's not even that. The Hellraiser's been in horrible hands for years. Uh huh. The last bunch of movies, I haven't even watched them because I know better. Unfortunately, I have. Uh, <laughs> two was the last good one. Three was okay, and boy, it went off the rails because four was disowned by its director and was given the Alan Smithy. Wow. Ooh. The comic book series of Hellraiser, though pretty and painted, isn't that great either. There are great places it could go, but why hasn't anybody brought it there? So do you think the steam is gonna? What about this no. pedigree? No? I don't. I don't think a bunch of guys who've been sitting on TV rights for ages finally agreeing to go, okay, sure. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But it's... The people who've been sitting on TV rights who have turned it over to these people. What about this, these people? They've gone into joining forces with them. Well, sure. Now, now sure, uh, the two guy, the guy from It, the guy from Ready Player One, the producers. Yeah. No? I, I honestly don't know with that. I will say I have better faith in this than the people who have had the movie series for a while. I think Hellraiser is ripe for a reboot. It needs a reboot. Start the goddamn thing over. Tell the original Hellbound Heart with the whole Ashley Lawrence thing and, and tell the fantastic story and go from there. Great. But man, is it broken. It is just plain broken. Yeah, I I just wonder. I just don't think I have enough faith even in this quote-unquote partnership that they're talking about. Uh, and I, I like the idea better of an anthology series. Sure. The puzzle box and various people's hands and the uh, hell that it wrought. But it could, uh, could also turn into a Friday the 13th, the series. Which uh, I don't have a problem with. I think Friday the 13th or no, not, uh, was a I'm great thinking, series. Uh, the one with the... <sighs> the weird, the curio shop. Yeah, that's Friday the 13th, okay, the series. And I was not wrong. Friday the 13th, the series, if you're not familiar with it, is a misnamed show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never should have been called that because it has nothing to do with Jason. It has nothing to do with Crystal Lake. It's about a it was a brother, sister, or a cousin or something. Oh inherits a curio shop where everything the guy had in there was cursed and they have to go out and find all these cursed items to bring it back and bring it back to the shop to break all the curses. Neat idea. Should have been called Friday the thirteenth. That's closer to what I'd rather see in a Hellraiser thing. If you're good somebody looking for these boxes and trying to reel them in over time but I think it'd be better as individual short stories 
where good or bad things could happen to people because of these boxes and the Cenobites who want to be released through them. So you would think it'd be more like Freddy's Nightmares. Than... Sure. Okay. Yeah, but not so damned esoteric. Because that's the problem with the comic. The comic is super esoteric and isn't great at telling stories. Right. I don't have any idea which way to go now. I mean, if it's if it's that what you're saying there, that yes. I, I'm going to go with my gut on this one and go red. I'm going red, too. My I heart, love Hellraiser. My heart's but, overriding my head right now. But I, I'm going green. Uh, the, the guy from It, I like how... I like how that went. For what? It, hey, if Andy Muschietti was doing this, if the director of it, I'd be I feel a lot better. But the producer of it, uh, well, not, I don't know. maybe. I mean, he. I mean, fuck he, it, green for me. There you go. Go, Matt. Shit. Well, that's mean. Andy, you're the tiebreaker, Andy. Andy, yeah. your balls are on the table. Get Please ready, take them off. Get ready for the. <laughs> <laughs> are we picking up red, the hammer red, or are we red. picking up the lotion? We've, red, war- just, we've warned you about this. No, red, you just haven't nobody's soul band is it? Nothing, nothing about it excites me. And I'm not horror guy see anyways, that. but Your balls on the <laughs> <laughs> And only his balls. My it's balls on the table we will see it. <laughs> I think it has loads of potential. I just don't know who can see it through. And I don't know if it's these guys. Alright, red light, green light. The Freeform Cable Channel has given a 10-episode series order to Motherland, Fort Salem. The show is set in an alternate version of America where witches not only exist, but defend the country at the behest of the U.S. government with a Hmm. female army using supernatural powers and weapons on the front lines. Into the scenario come three young witches, Raleigh, Tally, and Celia along with a drill sergeant named Anacostia. The creator and showrunner is Elliot Lawrence from Claws, while one of the production companies behind the show is Gary Sanchez Productions, which is owned by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Motherland, Fort Salem. Hmm. Is it it's a drama, then? It's not... I'm going to guess it's a drama. And is it a movie or a series? It's, or? These it's are all series. All, all series. the movies in They're red light, green light. Okay. Uh, hmm. It sounds kind of interesting. I do. I like it too. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say green. Yeah. I'm. 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 Yeah. Definitely green. I'm curious about it. And Matt's got. How about you, Kay? Green. Uh, it makes the feminists happy. Let's throw them a bone. And, <laughs> wow. You know. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> too much fireball equals K getting. Uh... Wow. No, sure. <laughs> Blame it on the booze. No. Um. I Blame think it on the alcohol. Damn it. I was just going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would have been a dual pill if we got cut at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the pride is weird. A, a pillow 69 <laughs> with Jeff and Andy. Just a big body yeah, pillow. No. <laughs> just, uh, oh. <laughs> wow. That's the high tier Patreon, a Jeff body pillow. Oh. <laughs> Snuggle up. <laughs> <laughs> Next year after that, it's plushy and anatomically correct. <laughs> if it was, never it mind. ships in I'm two not, boxes. I'm not even no. go there. No, you're not. No, <laughs> come on. Who's in all the boxes? Oh God. Um, I'm gonna yeah, green light. Uh, which is, it's uh, when they, when they do things like, 
I mean, there's tons of that out there. Which army is fighting Nazis? Which army is taking care of this? Which army is doing that? Army, that army, not which army. But. Uh, oh, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to make a bed knobs and broomsticks oh, reference, but boy. that's fine. Matt, no, never mind. Which, which is which? I'm alone in this world. Normally I like them, but tonight, fuck your puns. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I I say green light. Uh, Since when have you ever liked them? <laughs> I, I see you cringe every time I do. All right, one. girls, you okay. just you just I appreciate stop right good now. puns. <laughs> you two just stop right now. Uh, green light. Uh, if for nothing else, I've been uh, conditioned by Mike Cole's Control Point series to enjoy something like this. So oh. yeah, I, w- I would like to see Control Point done with witches. Sure. But um, you know what? Did I zone out? What what period is this? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't. No. Zone I, out. I assumed modern. But I, assume, I, I assume it's modern. As well. I actually assumed not quite revolutionary, but something. Okay. If it's revolutionary, hard green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a thing for witches. All right. <laughs> we, yeah. If we had if we had witches behind us, we would have had Canada too. Yeah, that's true. The Northern Commonwealth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then the witches would have gotten all those gingers and, you know, brought them satanic selves over. And would have made us crazy Quebec French stuff. That while we That's American. right. <laughs> we would have pounded the French right out of those <laughs> Yeah, we'd, frogs. Been, we'd speak English and Riley. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so f- full green night. I like sure. that. Full green from everybody. Uh, okay, here we go. Last one. A television spinoff called... Dune, the Sisterhood, has oh. been pushed straight to series for the yet-to-be-named streaming service oh, no. from Warner Media. <laughs> the series will be based on Frank Herbert's novel, and it will have a pilot directed by uh, Dennis Villeneuve and Ooh, co-written Villanueva. by... That's what I said, Villeneuve yeah. and John Spates. <laughs> Villeneuve is also, is also the director of the new... <laughs> Two entry Dune. Fly okay, I'm gonna back this up. Dune. You mean Dune? Dune. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> Villanueva is also the director of the t- new two entry Dune film adaptation, and Spates is one of the screenwriters there as well. The two will executive produce the series alongside Disgusting. Herbert Estate members Brian Herbert, My- uh, Byron Merritt, and Kim Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson will co-produce. Herbert. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this show brought to you by <laughs> Herbert. The series will take place in the same universe. The series will take place in the same universe as the new film series Arrakis, and no, focus Arrakis. on an older Spice must flow, and focus on an order of women called the <laughs> Bene Gesserit. Oh yeah, the mysterious group have certain powers of both mind and body. Mm-hmm. Are they witches? Mm-hmm. And though the first Dune novel and presumably the film adaptations feature them, the series will likely delve into their lore, tactics, and intrigue in much greater detail. So you're yeah. a hard green, huh? Oh yeah. There are a, over a twenty giant worm green. Over twenty <laughs> books. No, it's in, Jeff. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I'm just copious amounts <laughs> of melange. That's why we call Jeff the Beast Roban. There are over 20 books in the Dune series, six written by Frank Herbert and with Brian Herbert and Anderson writing the rest. So, Dune, The Sisterhood, a complimentary series to the upcoming films. Red light, green light. I got to green light it. I'll never see it because it's on the yeah. unknown yeah. streaming service, but I got to green light it because I love everything Dune. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I kind of want to green light it. Ben Chesrit. It's, it's cool. It's fun to yeah. say. It is. That's the it thing is. about the damn Dune vernacular. It's full of great things to say. Mm-hmm. Quidzat Haderach. Oh, yeah. Bene Gesserit. Gom Jabbar. Everything is fun. Baron Freeman. Harkonnen. The Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yes, Harkonnen. The Beast Raban. Oh. Muad'Dib. 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 Yes. Okay. Arrakis. Paul. Tell me about your homeworld, Usul. Weirding module. Duncan. <laughs> That's only He's in the upstairs. that's only in the movie. The weirding thing oh, was was created by Lynch. We can't accept oh, that no, as canon. We can't. Oh, yeah. Okay. No. Well, it was on screen though. That's why. That's why it doesn't have a cool name. Weirding module. The weirding. That's not. That's not fucking Arrakis. What the hell is that? That's some Anglo-Saxon shit. <laughs> What's your Anglo-Saxon shit? <laughs> Write to us. I'm, Wait I'm, a minute. We have green lighting this too, by the way. <laughs> I'm green lighting it, but let's you know let's actually get on record here, Matt. He green he greenlit it right Oh, okay. Up, 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 yeah. yeah. How much fireball have you had? Me, Jeff, Matt, Andy, Torgo, and you. Really? All greenlighted. Yeah. I, I greenlighted. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah, greenlight. Wow. What's wow. your fade, Ralpha? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until what? next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Benedict K. Fact checked Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. What is a fade, Ralpha? That's a sting. Oh, us thing was Fade Ralph. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He'll be watching us. Duncan was um, Captain Picard, right? Patrick no, he's going to build a fortress around your heart. Yes. Ah, that yeah. was Duncan, right? Be wrapped around my finger. Picard was uh, Duncan Idaho. No, 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 uh, no. He was Gurney. Um, yeah. Who the hell was Duncan Idaho? Idaho. I don't know. Third Idaho. base. Must be a private Idaho. I oh, like. Jesus. I like. Um, the thing, Fireball. The thing about <laughs> Bene Gesserit that I really like yes. is the uh, their whole long view. Yes, the grooming. Yeah, and how it just it just takes forever to execute. And of course, then Herbert does some subversion because things don't go the way they planned. Right. But the fact that they this is like the culmination of all of this fucking planning for over such a long time is really actually is really cool. Like over centuries. Yeah, I mean it's just it's ridiculously huge. So just like Jeff the Beast Raban. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I ridiculous, you know, impressive, uh, emasculating. Isn't um uh, you know denigrating? (laughs) Keep going, Kay. Keep uh, going. Crushing. Soul crushing? Isn't uh I'm soul crushing or I've crushed your soul? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the guy's uh, the guy from the guy who played uh, um in, in uh Guardians of the Galaxy, the wrestler guy. Um Bautista. Bautista, isn't he? He's Reven. He was he, he, yeah, he was just uh, cast as oh, Well just announced. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. That he's Beast Reven. Okay. Yeah. So and uh Thufer Howitt. Excuse me? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> now, of course, you don't want to confuse the Bene Gesserit with Benny Gesserit, who was a famous comedian who worked a Borscht belt. Oh, God. <laughs> As opposed hey. to Gen- Benny Jesuit, who was a character from The Mummy. Yeah. That was Benny. Oh, that was, uh, push the button, Frank. These feminists, let me tell you, they never stop thinking. There goes our Patreon. <laughs> what? Should be a Matreon at this point. <laughs> yeah! 
Andy. That's right. Every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. I was barely 17, and I once killed a boy with a Fender guitar. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it had a heart of chrome and a voice like a horny angel. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it wasn't at all easy. It required the perfect combination of the right power cords and the precise angle from which to strike. The guitar bled for about a week afterward, and the blood was zoo, dark and rich, like wild berries. The blood of the guitar was chuck berry red. The guitar bled for about a week afterward, but it rung out beautifully. And I was able to play notes that I had never even heard before. So, I took my guitar and I smashed it against the wall. I smashed it against the floor. I smashed it against the body of a varsity cheerleader. Smashed it against the hood of a car. Smashed it against the 1981 Harley Davidson. The Harley howled in pain. The guitar howled in heat. And I ran up the stairs to my parents' bedroom. Mommy and Daddy were sleeping in the moonlight. Slowly I opened the door, creeping in the shadows right up to the foot of their bed. I raised the guitar high above my head, and just as I was about to bring the guitar crashing down upon the center of the bed, my father woke up screaming, Stop! Wait a minute! Stop it, boy! What do you think you're doing? That's no way to treat an expensive musical instrument! And I said, God damn it, Daddy! You know I love you. But you got a hell of a lot to learn about 